Sounds fine to me. Yeah. Sounds better than this shed, the murder shed at least. Well, there was nothing wrong with the <laughs> that stupid fucking monkey man. I guess if we're splitting up the episodes and this we is don't know, episode We don't know three. if this is episode 2, 3, <laughs> 17, or 24. They're, they're on and they're forth and all forward and I'm just saying more words now. I think you're right. I think if it's... I think as long as we're interested with it. Welcome back. Welcome uh, to Next Door Nerds. Next Door Nerds. We are here no longer in Evan's murder shed. Um, we are now. Trying... I hadn't. I hadn't cleaned it up a lot in, in the last couple of days. So yeah, we. There's too much blood all over the walls. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we just thought, you know, we'd try it out. We're now sitting on my couch, the Greg's couch. So substantially more comfortable. Than I, the murder I, shed. I would say. Uh, I also just remembered that uh, I never turned the heater off, and now <laughs> this is awkward. So we're just gonna pretend. Like, I'm not walking over to do that. So, Greg, I'm going to take this time to ask you a question, and uh, you better answer with a, in a timely fashion. So, um, what do you think of, like, Russian politics in the, in the 1930s? Nope, that, that, that answer's not quick enough, Greg. I plead the fifth. <laughs> no one can ask me that question ever again. Now no one knows you got up because you waited to sit down to answer. This is true. So, yeah, welcome back. Uh, episode two. Episode two. If you're uh, listening to these chronologically. Yeah, unless you are, you know, crazy and you play them backwards, uh, in which case, yeah, you should not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, race car. Yes, also. That backwards is race car. Also race car. Um, That's how that works, right? Yeah. So, like I said... Uh, in case we don't play this again, we are on episode two. We are no longer in Evan's murder shed. We are nope. testing out my couch. New locale. And we're testing out a new microphone because we're just trying to figure out what's best audio. So I, th- I, I honestly think that this audio will be better. Well, I can already tell. I mean... I can see my voice going into the microphone, I, and it's coming out it's with coming out doves, with like doves, and yeah. like little like the hymn from like the yeah. church. You just hear, yeah, like the Bioshock Infinite hymn. Yes, yeah, that's what you're hearing. Sure. In the murder shed, when it went through my mic, it, it just, came out. It came out muffled screams. Yeah, weird. Um, <laughs> it's just so weird. They just were like help. It was, it was weird. I don't know why it did that. I'm but. locked in blue. And then they yeah. said my address yeah, for some reason. I don't, don't know why they did that, but strange. That's um, not an issue we have here. So, so, yeah. Uh, what's last, the What's the theme for today, Greg? Well, last week we got a little off topic, so I think we're going to try and keep it a little on, more on topic <laughs> this time. Um, <laughs> and you know, with it being this close to Christmas. It's literally like five days away, six days, whatever it is. Um, I thought we just do the main theme is Christmas, and we just talk about different random topics that involve Christmas. Christmas, yeah, should be easy. So I I have one, I guess. First off, 
anything new and exciting since the last episode that we've done this? Anything new for you? Small no. talk. As the, the, the only thing I'll say, because I'm in this group, is I will apologize to the listeners who are like me, because I'm assuming they, they won't hear this until after Christmas. Well. So, I hate Christmas things after Christmas. Are you in that? Are you in that boat? Once Christmas the day is over, I'm like I'm done. I want it washed away. You you know, as a guy that just got his Christmas lights up, like, <laughs> and, and by Christmas lights it's like three bushes. That's about it. Hey, it's more than me. Uh, I would like those to not have to be put away for at least another <laughs> like three weeks. So I th- I think like decorations and stuff like that. I think if you go any farther than like January 15th. It's probably a bit midway point of January. I think I think you should probably go out and take your stuff down or find a permanent way for those to to stay up. To stay up. <laughs> As like some people uh will buy like Halloween decorations and then it'll be like a gigantic skeleton or something like that. Yeah. And then they just buy a ginormous Santa hat <laughs> and, and like, just put and yeah. Put, or, or they get, like, pilgrim's clothing for Thanksgiving and just put it on, on the yeah. skeleton. But the, the real question is, where in the hell are they finding a giant Santa hat? You would be surprised. Uh, you, you can buy anything online. Oh. So. I don't know why I went straight to wholesale, like, real retail. Like, what store are they? Is there a spirit they're Halloween? To, they're that... going to Walmart and buying <laughs> all of their clothes. The 30-gallon Santa hat? Yes. Yeah. Hmm. So... Yeah, uh, I guess my first thought that came to mind when I thought about Christmas was they, and, and this kind of ties back in with last week's, but mm-hmm. what was your most favorite Christmas present that you ever got? Present. Oh, that's, that's rough. Once again, I like to, I, I'm a square and I like to subcategorize things. Mm-hmm. So like... That question splits off in two directions. There's like the one that you, the present that you have like the most fond memories of, but then there's also like the Christmas present that you got the most use out of. So okay. I'll let you decide which one should we tackle first, unless they're the same for you and I'm just overanalyzing things like I often do. So more, more use out of it or what you liked What more. I liked the most. I mean, that's tough. Because I'm trying to think. Uh, you know, I, I came up with this, and I don't even know if I have one off the top of my head that I can think <laughs> of right away. Well, I, I guess I can answer it because, to be honest, the one that I, the present from my childhood that I got that I cherished, like the memory of getting it the most, I talked about last podcast, mm-hmm. I believe. It was the Mega Bloks. Did I talk about that last podcast? The Dragon's Mega Bloks? Yeah, you, you kind of yeah. mentioned that, yeah. And that me and my dad got to build the next day. Mm-hmm. That was probably, like, that's still every Christmas I think of that. Mm-hmm. But, and this is this is going to be no surprise to the people like you and the people who know me, which are the only people who listen to this, so... I'd say the one that the, the the best Christmas present I ever got because I still use it to this day would be my guitar. I got my that was when I was fifteen. Mm-hmm. I got my my Midnight Wine Mexican made Fender Stratocaster that I obviously still play to this day, and 
opening that and having an electric guitar, like going from not having the coolest instrument in the world to having it, I was like, all right, yep, no, no Christmas is going to beat this one. It'd, it'd be pretty tough to try. Like, Celia's not going to be able to find something anytime soon to replace that. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think I have ever gotten a present that I use more across my entire life. Obviously, that's probably the one that I, st- I still use the most to this well, day. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that takes a lot of practice and stuff just in general. And, you know, when you first started out, you probably... You didn't just pick it up and start just playing some Van Halen. Or, I did. Oh, I get it. Yeah, just I did. immediately just right into it. I was playing Eruption before the rest of the family came over for lunch, oh, actually. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. <laughs> Is that the character that I'm going to play on this podcast? Just, just uh, the guy that insane. Could, <laughs> the guy that could do stuff before, <laughs> like... He picks it up and is immediately a god at it. Just, I am not a savant, for uh, the record. And then he just puts it down like, nah, not, not for me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just just like paint, like a painter just, just paints a work of art. And yeah. then, ah, it looks like trash. Just immediately yeah. destroys it. <laughs> but No. I was, uh, you know the, the noise that um, it makes on Guitar Hero when you hit a wrong note? Mm-hmm. It was just that. For like four years mm. at my house. Yeah. After I got that guitar. Just the, I think this is right, but then it just, nope, that's not it. Nope, that's not it. And yep. just. And you'd have it, even at 15, I was like getting my guitar out in front of my parents and saying, hey, listen to me play this. And like, Dan- oh, wait, no, hold, let, let me restart. Wait, wait, hold, oh, let me restart. Wait, wait. Hold on. I can do it. Hold on. Just, just wait. Just, let me restart. One, one more time. <laughs> My parents have already left the room. It's, it's like it's now midnight. And you're just saying, hold, wait, hold, hold on, one, one more time, one more time. But I no, I I, I get that. Um, I, as you can see over in the corner, I I have a guitar, but it I got it in college as something to pass the time. I I always thought it would be really cool to be able to play the guitar, and I think the best I can do is maybe the Harry Potter theme. <laughs> And that's, and that's hey, about it. Dude, um, th- there's something magical about that, though. Yeah, I, I I would agree. And this year I bought that drum set for Christmas, even though it's not Christmas, and I may or may not have been using that for about two months now, but whatever. <laughs> hey, that's the joy of being an adult once <laughs> I, again. Yeah, you don't have to wait for yeah. Christmas Day anymore. But So you would say your guitar, probably your... Beside the the longest you would yeah. use, you'd get out of it, and then your favorite, probably those blo- uh, mega blocks or whatever. I mean, I guess I should once again. I'm an idiot, and I qualify things. I should qualify that I'm not counting like video game consoles. Oh, because well, now I got to rethink. <laughs> this Oops, is, this is unfortunate. Because <laughs> um, those, are, I mean, those, I guess. Now that I think about it, those are probably the ones that the I long, still the use the most. Use, yeah, because yeah. they don't. I mean, if you take care of them, they don't break. And so, I guess for me, I'm gonna do the opposite, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna and and it's it it, it would have been my favorite. Oh, but I'm an idiot. So, <laughs> well, I this think, is the podcast for you then. <laughs> I think I was. Probably not yet a teenager, so I would say 10 or 11 maybe. Uh, all I wanted was to get a remote control airplane. 
That's all I wanted. Like, I didn't care what I got the rest of the year. I wanted a remote control airplane. Got it. Opened it up Christmas morning. Started charging that bad boy up. And then immediately went outside. I had my dad throw it while I, like, held the controller. Yeah. And I think it went straight up and then straight down into the ground. (laughs) And it was like... There was snow and ice everywhere, oh, so like it wasn't a soft landing. It oh, it was no. like a car wreck, but with, <laughs> but with an airplane. That's so sad. Um, and the wings broke off of it, and my dad's like, "Well, we can super glue it." <laughs> yeah, and I was just Christmas. like, "It will never work the same ever again." <laughs> And you know what? It never. We didn't even attempt it. I think my dad said he was going to for like years, and then just. Never did Got it. Got put on the back burner. It literally sat in our garage in like a little corner and like the wings were still like separate and like there was super glue just sitting <laughs> there. It. Oh my God, he had it ready. Like he had it ready, but it's just like, <laughs> oh no, we, we got to sit out here. We got to like clamp it on so it doesn't, you know, yeah. fall off. And yeah, that, that was, that would have been my favorite. That is a really depressing way to start <laughs> off the uh, podcast. You, right, right, right. <laughs> But so I mean, t- sometimes you have to have the bad with the good, you know. Yeah. But puts uh, the good in perspective. I would say you had to put that disclaimer about. I mean, that's for me. You can okay. You, you well, can do what if, you if there's no nothing holding me back, yeah. The morning of Christmas that I opened up, uh, the Nintendo sixty four. Oh yeah. Was so great. Yep. Because. Once again, like, I never got the console right when it came out mm-hmm. when I was a kid. Like, it was usually, like, a year or so after it came out. It was never, like, brand new. Um, so, like, friends and cousins and stuff like that had one, and it just made me, like, oh, this would be so great yeah. to have. Like, yeah. if, if I could only just have this for the rest of my life, that would be great. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, more one morning I got that, and... I I couldn't have ran to a TV fast enough. <laughs> uh, I f- f- it it took me a total of like fifteen to thirty seconds to probably take it out of the box and like get it ready. Oh, dude. And I think I had. So they used to have like big cartridge box cartridge boxes. Yeah, for the sixty four. For the sixty four. Like a VHS size yeah, cartridge. Yeah, it, it was like yeah. It, was, yeah, it was the size of like a VHS tape, and. I think I got like Donkey Kong 64. Oh, hell yeah, dude. And oh, it's just, I got that, and then I got Super Smash Brothers. Holy shit, that's a great I was, opening it, to 64. Like, it, it was such a great Christmas. <laughs> like, I got those two games. I, got, I think I got like three or four games with it. I got Mega Man 64, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a cult classic for, I think, some people that play uh, the old N64 games. But yeah. Um, and then I think I had I think I had like WWE, oh like, god! But it, was, but it was like WrestleMania 2000. That might be wrong, but it was probably close to that. I think I'm picturing what it is. Yeah. Yeah, and I I did not go to bed that night until super late. Like I hid in my room because I used to have the old 
boob tube mm-hmm. television that yep. the, literally I had the one where you I, I had the old one where you pulled the knob out to start the TV. Yeah. And that on top of that was a newer <laughs> a newer TV that had composite cables yeah. in the back, the red, white, yellow. Yep. And because I think when I got the 64, it had like the two, you either could use the composite or you could use the, yeah. it was, God, the coax combo yeah. deal. But I mean, I I was supposed to be in bed like hours beforehand and just, nope, I think I, that was probably the latest I'd ever stayed up that early <laughs> in my life. And I mean, I that was probably, probably one of them. One of my favorite Christmases, if not the longest use of a console, because yeah. I, because I mean, I got quite a few years out of that sixty-four. Yeah. But if and if we're not counting like you like you did, yeah. if we're not counting that, I would say any Christmas because I used to like really want to be good at sports. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wasn't like just had no accuracy when I would aim or any of that, so it was just <laughs> weird. Um, and I remember the one year my parents bought her Santa bought oh me a dual basketball rim like shooter thing, like pop a shot. Oh, like the arcade kind like of game, the yeah. arcade game, yeah. And we put it up. It was like made of PVC piping. And like netting, yeah. and, it, and it had the little orange balls that were like five inches around, yep. like big. Mm-hmm. And I mean, man, I I put some use into that thing, <laughs> even though I wasn't good. I I just sat there and I'd be like, I'd always ask my brother in law, like, hey, you you want to play? Want to play? And like, it was like hoop, it was like a hoops a lot or something, yeah, like, something weird like that. It wasn't pop shot, but um, they would just kick my ass because they were all <laughs> basketball players in yep. high school, and it's just so. Uh, but no, it was. If we're not counting video games, that was probably one that I I used for a lot until it broke. Yeah. And then, and it was it was a pretty good one too. So, but other than that, that was probably it. There's there there's, I guess people can kind of transfer this feeling into whatever they're into. But there's something, and I know that you're gonna understand because we're both nerds, mm-hmm. next door nerds. There is like no feeling that can compare, and it's still to this day as a as a thirty year old for me. There is no feeling on earth that can compare to opening up a new console out of the box. And, and even if you don't, if even if you're not a gamer, I mean, imagine getting a new appliance. Yeah, just that. Oh my god, the peeling off <laughs> the <laughs> the plastic that's like attached to it, and you're like. Yeah. Oh, that's that's awesome. Savor the peelies. Oh uh, yes, just I mean like any computer or any of that stuff yeah. like dishwashers, all that stuff. You just that you live for that peel. Yeah. Just to oh, this is brand new. But yeah, there's a there's nothing like that feeling. I because I that is also pretty high on my list because I got a sixty four for Christmas too. Yeah. Well, okay, me and my brother did. Right. T- technically the family, but we all knew it was just for me and my brother because we're the only ones who played games. Right. But we got it at, and you saying what games you got, 
first of all, I mean, with the exception of maybe WrestleMania, that is a fucking amazing entry point into 64. Yeah. I had that as well, but it's hilarious because I got it with my brother, mm-hmm. and we each got a game, and the, the difference in those two games is catastrophic because my first 64 memory was Banjo-Kazooie. Oh. One of the greatest games of all time. Andrew's first, Andrew's my brother, his first video game, or Nintendo 64 experience was fucking Glover. Dude, <laughs> I, I, see, when I was, when I was younger, we used to have Video Square. The, yeah, the, on, the, on, the, yeah, on the, the, on the Square Video? I think it was just called the Video Square. Um, oh, really? Yeah, and it was basically just a rental place that you could rent movies, video games, the whole night. It even yeah. let you rent the consoles. Like you could rent sixty fours and could? stuff from there oh, because I, I, I had done that when I didn't have like an Xbox and I really wanted to play. Yeah. They had like one or two consoles in the back and you could rent it, but it was like a seven day thing and you had to pay a certain dollar amount. I was about to say, how much do you think that was? <sighs> Dude, we're we're talking nineties money. Twenty <laughs> twenty years ago. Yeah. Well, you know, back when it was like five cents for. <laughs> we used to rent a Nintendo yes, sixty four yes, for yes. three pence and a donkey ride. Yes, that was basically. <laughs> basically one to one. Basically one to one. What you just said. Um, I remember saying that. But I, with all of my consoles, really up until hell, probably through high school, the. Fam, there was a family video in Ottawa that yep. went to all the time. I remember that. I would just rent games. So like that Christmas and stuff, like I was good for a while, but then like I'd beat those games. They had some replayability, you know, pretty pretty good, uh, especially like Super Smash. You could yeah. just do that whenever you wanted. And then it was just, oh yeah, let's go run over to. Run up town or run over to Ottawa, and we'll see what they got in store, and yeah. we'll rent something from there, and away I'd go, just back to my room to play more games. And I haven't then... thought about that. That is so weird to think that this tiny little town of Clyde had a video store at one point. I mean, That's... it it is insane that it was open for a while. Yeah. And I remember it pretty vividly. Oh yeah, it was. And then our one of our buddies worked there for a while too, um, so it was always kind of nice to go in there and just mm-hmm. oh, go say hi and maybe I'll rent a movie, peruse the the wares. Yeah, but so uh, so I, I'm gonna shift and. Into kind of a broader context, but the the first story, I guess, still has to do with video games. Okay. Because I'm sure we both have plenty of, like, great Christmas memories in yep. general of, like, yep. opening and stuff with your family or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, like, my my one of my greatest memories of, just because it was so freaking funny and probably resulted in a lot of brain damage for me and my brother. Um, and all the best stories end with brain damage. Correct. We opened uh, Christmas of another great console and one that we did not think we were going to get. Uh, it was a joint present, and we were like, oh, well, okay. 
a box of socks, I guess. Something that we both can use yeah. and we might be happy with. Yeah. We open it up and there's a PlayStation 2 in there. Oh, yeah. And we, me and my, I'm, I'm not good with like, I'm, I'm, it's weird. I'm really good with years of like media. Like I know when movies and games came out. But you don't remember when it happened to you. Absolutely horrible. I cannot remember for the life of me. I can't even give you an estimation of how old we were. Oh, yeah. But I guess maybe two years after the PlayStation 2 came out, which was like the early 2000s. So mm-hmm. I was probably like around 10 or 12 and Andrew is three years younger than me. But I'm trying to give an, a sense for the age because... We got up and were just running around. We were so excited. We didn't oh. think we were going to get it. Just running in circles. We yeah. were like, and not even running. We were like kneeling and just spinning on our knees. So like, Have you ever done that? So like a power slide on your knees, yeah. but like in a circle. Stationary, yeah. <laughs> You're just like a spinning We slide. looked like a, we fucking ballet dancers yeah. like doing a pirouette on our knees. Yeah. We were just like moving around because we were so excited. Oh, yeah. And we... I, I kid you not, our heads collided in such in such a like hard and and very damaging way that to this day my sister says she can still like hear easily it. hear it because she's like it sounded so much like two people hitting two blocks of wood together. Oh, God. she's like she she said she used to say she could like hear the echo, <laughs> like it went throughout your house yeah. and like. If you go into the far corner of your house, you could sometimes still hear still that hear sound. the ghost echo of me and Andrew giving each other aneurysms. Yes, yeah. And the the crazy thing is, and that's the power of Christmas and the power of video games, is that that there there's no any other day of the year if that happened, we would you kids would be down for the count. Yeah, they'd be like, I'm not doing anything for the rest of the day because I'm so distraught over like the pain. Mm-hmm. But we just it didn't even register. I I feel like Christmas is one of those things that you'll never get that excitement level ever. No. After like after Christmas, like cr- like when you get something that you just so wanted so bad as a kid, and it and you open it, it's like the amount of adrenaline. Yeah. And whatever the like happiness uh, thing is, like that's got to be running through your. Your heart's probably pounding at like 200 beats a second and, you know... It's physical. It's just, you're you're running around the house. I mean, I've definitely been there where, like, I used to be, like, kind of gymnastically inclined. Like, trampolines, front flips, back flips was, like, a normal thing for me. Mm -hmm. So, like, there, I remember, I do remember one Christmas, I was just so excited that for some reason I was just... Literally, like, trying to, like, (laughs) backflip onto a couch because I was so excited. And, like, I think I almost landed it because I was just so (laughs) filled with with adrenaline and all this. I'm like, oh, my God, I almost did that. But I just would just run around because we had, like, this hallway that connects. And it's just one big, like, racetrack type of deal where it's, like, you walk through and then you can walk around and meet uh, back up where you were. Um, and I think I would just, there was probably one, one or two Christmases where I was just so happy with the gift that I got that I literally made laps and I, you could probably have like gone and like had breakfast 
and then came back and I'd still be doing yeah. the laps from how excited yeah. I was. It's like putting a race on TV. Right. It's like, oh, well, maybe if I take a nap, this, yeah. this will... You wake you know, up and it's like the 40 laps later and it's yeah. still going and you're like, oh. That, that, that's funny. That used to be like a big thing at my house. Where, was it? Uh, all my sister's boyfriends would, because they'd be hung over. Yeah. And they would come over and they would sit either in the basement or in our sunroom. And all of our couches had like recliners. So they would all just plop down <laughs> on a comfortable spot and just, yeah. they would turn the race on and that would be like, they're sleeping. Yeah, it would put them to, this, it would, just it, put them to it, sleep. It put them to sleep, but like they still were interested, but not enough to stay awake for it. Yeah. So it's like eh. something comforting in that feeling. Yeah. Like especially around holidays. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, I've, I've definitely been there where you're just so happy that you got it that you'll never. You, and, and, and like I said, I don't think there's. It's very hard to get that same level of excitement like you might get it from like sport like watching your favorite sports team like win a championship like that you might get close i would say to that level but i don't think you'll ever get without some sort of you know liquid courage or uh, (laughs) yeah something to to help with outside stimulus Uh, yeah so well it's like it's an I guess for me, it's not so much, but I guess for normal human beings, it's like, it's also, you can't get that back because there is something magical about it. Mm -hmm. It's like, barring whether or not as how far into, or how far deep into your childhood that you believed in Santa, it's like, Mm -hmm. because then when you, once you, once you get old enough that you don't believe, it's supposed to wear off, but I'm going to, I'm going to assume, I know that makes an ass out of me and you. If, I, if I'm wrong, but I'm going to assume that you are you were kind of in the same boat as we we were. My family was your family and my family, where like you could you were you were going to get most of your list when you generated the list, but it wasn't a guarantee that you get everything you wanted. Mm-hmm. There's always like a couple things that like were either too unrealistic, right? And right. I'm not talking like asking for a pony. Yeah, I'm just saying like like we said we. There were plenty of years where we asked for a game system for Christmas, but we didn't get it because yep. you had to wait for the price to go down and all that. And so, like, there is that that feeling didn't go away for me because mm-hmm. there was always that like chance that you yeah. weren't gonna get it. It's and that, that you so happy that you got it's it the anyways. resolution. Yeah, like you asked for it, and it's here. You don't really get that as an adult because that's the trade-off of everything being convenient. If I want it, I can just buy, buy it. And it's within my range. I can just buy it. Right, right. Whereas before, when you're like a kid or like even young teenager before you have a job, mm-hmm. it's like Christmas is like the one. Because birthday, birthdays weren't like a huge deal in my family. Yep. I mean, we'd get like two or three gifts once you got to that age where you don't believe in Santa. Yep. So Christmas was the main time to get to ask for something that you wanted. Yeah. And it's like, well, I could get it, but there's the chance I might not. And when you see it and you hold it after asking for it and you don't know if you're going to get it, it's just like that sense of like excitement. The sense of excitement mixes with the sense of like relief Mm -hmm. at the resolution of like I asked for it and I got it. Yeah. Uh, So I mentioned this last week, but I had my birthday last week. Mm -hmm. Uh, Happy birthday, by the way. On the podcast. Happy birthday. Thank you. I am now 31, uh, and we, you know, 
a couple months ago, it's it's hard for my family to find an open weekend. Yeah. Where we can celebrate Christmas uh, as a family. Like my sisters, their husbands, their kids, you know, a lot of them are in high school doing sports and stuff like that. So just finding a good time for everyone to be there, it's, it's kind of tough. They chose my birthday uh, <laughs> to, to, to have Christmas, which growing up, having my birthday within two weeks of Christmas yeah. was... We didn't really celebrate my birthday all that much. I mean, I probably got a cake every yeah. every single time, but like it wasn't necessarily I got gifts on my birthday, which not a big deal cuz Christmas was always yeah. right around the corner and if I didn't get anything for for my birthday, I was yeah, probably going to, going to get something, you know, for Christmas. And uh I would say like the fact that I th- I, th- I I won't say that it sucked, but it kind of sucked mm-hmm. having a birthday that close to Christmas. Yeah, like I know some guys that actually have their birthday on Christmas, and that's yep. just got to be the worst. Yeah, I know a few too. It's just like, oh, yeah, like you're are you celebrating your birthday or are you celebrating Christmas? It's kind of it's kind of like you don't get two parties; you just get one party. Yeah, and. It's it's less fun, I guess. If it's not. like having your birthday on nine eleven. Yeah. It's like well, sorry for all of you nine elevens. Everyone wants to be happy on my birthday, but they also feel guilty about being happy on nine eleven. Or those people that have it on February 29th and are only like five. Yep. But they're actually like thirty, or mm-hmm. however that math works. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm not. I don't have the brain processing power to even tackle that question. Yeah, so. but um, it's. It's definitely, I, I guess. I guess. Let me just say this: having it wasn't a terrible thing having Christmas on my birthday because this year, for some reason, my family made a big deal about it. I don't know why. Like, I I can think back to previous years where like it wasn't a big deal. Like, but because because there's been other times that we've had Christmas near my birthday or like the day of. Yeah, and. They, like they they actually made me a cake and stuff this year and oh that's awesome and all the kids like my nieces and nephews like saying happy birthday I'm like man I haven't had this it feels like I haven't had this in a while yeah just because well if you think about it I, last year I didn't I wasn't around for my birthday so mm-hmm. it was because you know I died but yeah. came back to life yeah but, uh, I remember that yeah yeah so. I don't know. It's it it kind of sucks, and it's kind of not a bad thing having it near Christmas, having a birthday near Christmas, just because, like you said, if you're not gonna get something on your birthday, chances are you're gonna get. And I feel like I got probably, like you said, a good chunk yeah. of stuff that I had on my list. And I never made my list like outlandishly crazy. Yeah. It was always like something that I knew we could get. Like and I, spoiler alert to everyone out there. Um the man in the red suit is uh two adults that live in your house. <laughs> uh 
both wearing the red suit. Both wearing at the, the same suit time. At the same time, it's it's quite. And if you see it at nighttime in the middle of the night, it looks like an abomination. Yes, it's terrifying. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I mean, I I knew early on, probably yeah. a lot earlier than I should have. Mm-hmm. Like I think my parents wanted me to not know, for like another like three or four years, <laughs> but I had my neighbors who were my cousin yeah and they found out early too which uh, means i found out as yep. well and it's always like oh you looked under your parents bed yeah and then you found it or you looked in their closet and then you found it and it's just like <sighs> we need a storage facility for places like this. <laughs> yeah. Where Every town should have it. Where it's it's like you can store your gifts here. You get a little like literally you use one of those storage uh container things out on where uh, down on 114 or whatever where you could just rent one and it's like this is where you put all your Christmas gifts for your kids. Just leave it in here. You can come out here and wrap wrap your stuff. I wonder if anyone actually does that. I mean, I I would think you'd have to. Yeah. Nowadays, like especially with kids and the way the internet yeah. is ruining everything for mm-hmm. everyone. I mean, my my nieces and nephews. There's been so many. Uh, there's been so many times where like, one of them finds out, and then they try and tell everyone else in the family because all of my nieces. And nephews are like really they both live close to one another mm-hmm. and like they're all really close like friends wise. Yeah. And then I mean, I think my sisters hang out all the time and yeah. they're always like together. So it just kinda works out for them. But I mean, it just probably has to suck. I mean, you're you were probably fairly young when you found out, or were you like 25 and <laughs> what is the man coming to bring my gifts well actually greg i i um i i believed up until about five minutes ago and i'm just doing a really good job of holding it together holding it together yeah so um, well, when i go home after this i'll i'll probably have a small breakdown well i mean f- for all those listening santa uh is real he he does exist it's, oh thank god it's just difficult for him to get into everyone's houses because of all these new high tech lock systems, <laughs> he can't get past the fucking. He, he he the the people keep turning their auto furnaces on and it's just burning his ass. <laughs> and he's like, I'm tired of trying, so I'm just gonna like send the gifts to you via Amazon yeah. packages. And I wonder when that's gonna take effect when they it becomes part of the lore. That, that they, just, like, they get packages and they randomly drop them off uh, a couple of days before Christmas. Yeah, and they say like, "Can you do that?" And they should, Amazon should do that. Well, and Amazon, like put yeah. from Santa on the package. Amazon has, uh, like, you can say it's a gift, mm-hmm. and like it will, you you can make it so that it's not in an Amazon box. They have like I think specific box. Not you might have to pay extra. Yeah, but you I do. Th- but I think it's like you can get a different box that's not Amazon mm-hmm. and that they'll put it in. Yeah. Which, at least kids... Because it sucks. Like, I, I saw a video... Once again, TikToker here. Yep. I saw a video the other day where, like, this little girl... they It was like their ring uh, camera that mm-hmm. was just... And she's just screaming as they're, like, 
like it was some dad and he probably went to go get her from like school and like she's walking up to like the house and she sees because this box <laughs> just says what it is yeah. on the outside it's like a big old Barbie playhouse thing and she's like oh my god is that for me <laughs> and he's like no you didn't see that it's someone else's <laughs> he's like god damn it Amazon. dude that's the worst thing to say at that moment is no you didn't see that maybe if I say it Positive no. affirmation no, will make no. it true. No, it's someone else's. <laughs> That's, they must have got delivered to the wrong house. Yeah, at least lead with that first. Right. I, uh... Oh, God. Once again, terrible with ages. I know I... I mean, I'm, I, I'll say that I wasn't the first kid around to, like... It, around my age group to, like, find... Like, still believe... But I, I definitely wasn't the last. I, I figured it out a d- decently early just... And I, this it probably doesn't even make sense. I just logicked it out and it didn't make sense to me that... I guess I kind of equated Santa with God. Yeah. And I was like, well, I guess Santa's omniscient because he sees you when you're sleeping and he knows, he knows when you're you. awake and he knows if you've been bad or good. If a dude who knows all that, why do we have to send him lists? Right. If he kn- If he... If he knows what I, if he knows if I'm awake, he should know what I'm thinking. It sounds like he's got pretty like he, powerful, right, right, abilities. And could we just say, in today's day and age, where everyone, I don't want to say, but is woke, mm-hmm. it seems to be a more common thing. Yeah, isn't the thought of Santa just a little messed up? I mean, it's a Fat guy that kind of looks like a hobo, <laughs> dressed all in red, and He's he dirty breaks, and he breaks into your house, steals your food, and then, like, watches you sleep? Like, I mean, if you don't say the word Santa and you just say, man found in someone's house <laughs> after eating... All of their food and just sat there watching their children sleep. That's like that person needs to go to prison for like the rest of their life. He left the Amazon Echo though, and then they and then they put on the end like also wearing red hat and (laughs) uh, was seen with eight or nine reindeer, eight exotic animals. Yes, exotic animals tied to a sleigh that he whips them with. God, it's. The more we talk about Santa, the more messed up it is. He's, he's, Peter's got to be after his ass. <laughs> I mean, just he he's he's a hobo. He's hurting animals. I mean, what what, what trafficking, else? Traffic, crossing mm, crossing state lines, slave, country lines, slaves with the elves. I mean, yep. man, dude, he's unfair he, work conditions. What what a rap sheet, yeah. you know. And it's no, it's no wonder, the idea of Santa Claus started off that way. Yeah, I mean, just a guy living up by himself. Well, maybe with his wife, with a bunch of elves that he owns. Question mark. <laughs> just, yeah. Never they got make, the clear and answer. And he forces them, and he forces them to make toys, yeah. and they don't even get to play with them. They just, nope. they just make them, and it kind of sounds like. Santa's just running a Chinese workshop. Chinese you know? workshop. I wonder if that's where so a sweatshop is that what those are called. Yeah, and 
they're going to have to like rewrite the idea of Santa. Yeah. If, and if, how do you do that? I mean, something that's been around so long. Yeah. How how do you how do you like he's going to be some hip dude that like they'll come out with a movie and <laughs> and it'll, they already and it, did. Well, I mean, they've they've come out with plenty. I mean, plenty of Santa Claus movies, which is actually one of the things that I was going to get onto. But, oh yes. Uh, I just, I I would think like, and I'm, and I'm already I, I lost my train of thought. I I can't remember what I was going to say here, but Santa is uh, running a Chinese sweatshop. Uh, well, we, we're gonna have yeah. to reinvent the idea of. Santa. We're gonna have to reinvent the idea of Santa, and it it's gonna have to be like, yeah, he's just some guy that you know works behind a desk. And, he's vegan. Uh, he's he's vegan and drinks herbal tea. Yeah. And uh, he just answers emails. Yeah. Uh, because letters are going to become a thing of the past. It'll all be digital. Yeah. Um, you'll have to, because uh, because you know like nowadays, kids have like the Santa tracker on yeah. Christmas. Yeah, I forgot which, about that. Which is just like, oh, it says Santa's in. South Carolina right now, <laughs> and like all the kids, are like, oh, he's coming closer. He's he's coming closer. We have to go to bed. He's in Montenegro, mom. We've got plenty of time. Oh yeah, and it never like gets to your <laughs> yeah. city, and it's like he's not coming, mom. It says he's right above our house. I can't see him. He's it's it's saying he's within one kilometer. He's, <laughs> he's nearby. We have to go to bed. I could feel a cold chill run down uh, my spine. Oh, so close. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I uh, pretty early I was like But once again, it did not tear me up. It wasn't like end of the world. I no. I'm pretty sure I was the same way. Like I found like when I found out from my cousins because they showed me their gifts under their bed, yep. like I was like, "Huh, that makes a lot of sense." Like <laughs> just that that switch that goes off in your head like yeah, that my parents have always been really weird letting people into their house that isn't, you know, like You feel family. almost safer because you're like, oh. It's like, oh, no, that that makes a lot more sense. It was now. always just mom and dad. Yeah, I never like I know it's a thing now where it's like people are worried about the the psychological da- like emotional damage of like kids finding out like, yeah. well, my parents have been lying to me, but it's like, I don't know. I don't know if this makes me more mature or less mature as a kid. But I was I was just like I didn't get any of that. I was a very I was a very sheep kind of kid, if you know what I mean. I was very I followed all the rules. I did what I was told. If I was told to do something, I never asked why. I was just like an adult's telling me what to do. That's what I need to do. Mm-hmm. So like when I heard that, I was just like, oh, I mean, they, it's clear why they lied. And right. It's, it's it's they they gave me a magical childhood. That's who cares if they lied. Right. A lot of people like apparently like a lot of freak out like why yeah. why are you lying to your children? Now, I can I can w- once it gets to a certain point, I think you it's kind of like you having the birds and the bees talk. <laughs> yeah, like it is. At some point, you have to like sit them down and be like, listen. Yeah, I just want you to know, like you know how you excited you always were for Christmas, like especially like kids that have like little brothers and sisters it's mm-hmm. like you know how excited you were for christmas when you were getting that gift from santa 
well, that was from us. Mm-hmm. But we didn't just want we didn't want to ruin it for you. And we don't want you to ruin it for your little brother and little sister. Yeah. And I think a lot of kids just take that and they're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, and then they see them being so happy and it's like they think they did like a great thing. And because yeah. like a lot of my nieces and nephews, they most of them know. I think mm-hmm. now it's only like two or three of them that probably still believe. And I mean, out of 13 of them that I have, it's just, it's, it's crazy to just see them, you know, grow up and then get all excited for Christmas. Like to, to, you don't want to take that away. No, from but you, kid. but there is a certain, you want to, you want to catch it before they find out and then they confront you about it. Right. And then they're like, it's almost like at that point they're, they're less worried about you lying. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that they had to find out some other way. So, so you have to like it's it's so hard trying to find the perfect time so that you tell them, but you, they're not like they don't come to you and they're like, well, why why am I confronting you about this? Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like you you should have told me. See, I I think, and my I'm just thinking from what my sisters had happen uh, with their kids, want, like once the year comes that they start to question. If Santa Claus is real, they go, well, this is probably the last year. And we'll have to tell them, like, after Mm -hmm. the fact, before the next Christmas. And I think that's a good way to measure it. Indicator for... Yeah, a good indicator to to find out when you need to, like, hey, like, sit them down and just sort of, like, slowly ruin their childhood. (laughs) You always... It's all about timing. Because as long as you you have to wait until after Christmas, but you also don't want to do it too close to after Christmas because and then, a lot of and a lot of people I think probably start with the Easter Bunny. Yeah, that that'd be like the next one. Well, after. that's that's medium. Easy is Tooth Fairy. You easy, learn the Tooth Fairy is not real, and you're like, all right, that makes fucking sense. Yeah, I mean, then you Easter Bunny, you're like, okay, well, okay, all right, that's also not real. And then once you tell them Santa's not real, they're like, well. Well, yeah, things are just falling into place now. Every everything seems to add up here. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, but it's definitely, uh, yeah. I I distinctly even remember thinking that, and I and I don't even think I was doing it to try to like keep myself from getting emotional when I found out mm-hmm. or when I logicked it out for myself, because I was like, it almost made me in this just shows how big of a sheep I am I guess as a kid I was it just made me appreciate my parents more yeah cuz my father he he was the he was the one who made everything magical I mean he is he 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 was so he's so meticulous about wrapping that we were like there's no way something non-magical Wrapped didn't this. wrap this. Oh, yeah. Because it's it looks so like Look, perfect. Looks and it's, perfect. He wrote like a handwritten letter from Santa in cursive mm. on like like fancy stationery that he must have bought from D- Office Depot or some yeah, shit. Yeah. And it w- it was so magical. And even after we found out, he kept it being magical. And the the re- I got get to my story because about that because I was rem- reminded about how the magic still happened because of him mm-hmm. because it was an. Although, I will admit, to this day, I'm not completely sure if this was on purpose or not. <laughs> but it was the year, uh, 
or I guess it was the year after, because we always got consoles a year after, but it was the year that we got, me and my brother both got Nintendo DSs. Mm-hmm. That was the big Christmas gift that year. Yep. Um, and obviously, he, my dad's a dad, so when it comes to video games, he was just kind of like, we're getting the new, uh, well, the new look, look at the new Nintendo. And he calls the PlayStation the Nintendo. Oh. It's just he, he doesn't really get... I mean, right. this is weird because he used to, like... He told me he used to sit in arcades and play Space Invaders. Right. So, he, I mean, he wasn't so square, but... Yeah. Um, he was just kind of like, yeah, whatever, whatever the new system is, whatever it is, I don't know. Um, but we got, we asked for it, but we weren't sure if we were going to get it because it was still pretty close to the time it came out. And we get to this present and we don't know what it is because we've never had DSs. So we don't know what a DS game case looks Looks like. like. So we open it up and they're DS games. And, uh, we were so disappointed because we we knew that my dad my dad was the one who passed out the presents so he was a pro at it so he made sure in hindsight he made sure we got the presents in the right order yeah when we were kids it was more like well whatever works works but we both knew at this point that Santa wasn't real so we got the 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 case the DS games and we were our first thought is he just got us the games. He doesn't know that we don't have the system. Oh, so we're like, this sucks. And he's like, oh, you don't, you don't have those. He's like, I saw you playing one the other day, and we were like, Dad, that was a, that was a Game Boy SP. This yeah. is a DS. And he's like, oh, sorry. And we were so disappointed. And then he pulls out the next it present. Just, just whips whips out the present. Like, does it look like this? <laughs> He's like, why don't you try opening this one next? And we didn't, even as, I mean, we weren't kids. We were like teenagers. Right. Or whenever the DS came out, like 2006. So I guess we were like preteens. Yeah. But we knew Santa didn't exist. We were like, and it didn't dawn on us that he was, once again, I actually don't know to this day if he just gave us the wrong present first. He's like, damn it. I I have that up. And he's like, yeah. The one time. (laughs) messed it up. At least it didn't happen when they believed. (sighs) But yeah, we, and then we opened it up and it was. It was like when there was the magic again, mm. and I was like, "God damn it, Steve!" <laughs> just, just pulling a rabbit out of his hat, <laughs> just one last time. You know, just say, hey, "You're really making making me uh, think believe that Santa's yeah. real again." So, or at least you're making me believe that normal people can be magical too. Yeah, but no one can be more magical than your dad. So, mm-hmm. so I guess. The next big thing that I thought of was, you got to ask it. Favorite Christmas movie, of course, <laughs> and and this is the one that I've actually been thinking about. And if if you want to say two, they can't be both live action. Like one has to be live action, one has to be ooh, like yeah. clay, like claymation. Because because let's be honest, those claymation movies from the past. Pretty fire. Just, just gonna say they were they were pretty are, awesome. Are we about to fight right now, Greg? I, I mean, maybe, but I'm not a huge fan of them. Are you? Are no. you kidding? No, I'm not. Oh no, <laughs> I don't hate them. I do oh. not. Okay, before everyone flames me in the comments, I don't hate them. <sighs> I just don't have that like magical joy that everyone else has for them. I, I enjoy watching them, dude. I literally just watched one like on a car ride <laughs> the other day. Like we we were going to the casino like two or three weeks ago, and I was driving, <laughs> and, 
And my uh, my cousin just takes out her phone and just buys like the year without a Santa Claus and yeah. starts playing that and I'm just sitting here like driving and I'm watching <laughs> and I'm driving and I'm watching and then I'm watching more than I'm driving and I'm just like this is not safe this is just we should just call this podcast the podcast where the two dudes incriminate themselves well, well <laughs> none of this actually happened uh, so yeah but no what what is your favorite Christmas movie I don't care if it's the one that you love the most, if it's the one that you watch every Christmas, I don't care. So I'm going to widen one of those a little bit and go from it, it can be animation, live sure. action and animation. Sure. Sure. I'll do the live action first because my favorite Christmas movie of all time is an animated animated movie. Um, live action, it's it's got to be The Grinch, mm. live action Grinch. Mm-hmm. There's, yep. there's nothing that, that that's a good enough movie to watch when it's not Christmas time. Yep, but it's nigh perfect. I I would agree. Yeah, yeah. that's. Oh, yeah. you'd say that's your live yeah, action. That, that's that's yeah. my live action one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, our, our friendship's restored. Oh, <laughs> the podcast can continue. So, sorry, <laughs> we, we, we've made it past episode two. We can oh, now continue on. We've been through our first on-air fight. Oh God. thank God. There was yeah. minimal blood. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll just. Next time we fight, we'll just do it in the murder shed. Right, You don't have right. to clean up the blood. Yeah, that's perfect. So, so have to be careful because the Christmas presents are in the murder shed. Right oh, now. So perfect, you just got to make sure the splatter doesn't hit the... Nice. Corner. Well, I mean, you saw that. You've seen the trailers for like that violent... Yeah, violent, violent night. night <laughs> yeah. I really want to watch that. That looks, that, that looks good funny. to me. Yeah. Um, but like... And we all love all, David Harbour. All, oh, yeah. And pre- presents have a little blood on it? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's, it's whatever. Yeah. So animation... What's, what's, animation. what's that one? And that is my favorite Christmas movie of all time, which a lot of people are kind of like, really? That's I'm, your favorite? I'm, I'm, I'm biting at the teeth here. So Disney's Christmas Carol. Is, that, that is the one. Is that with Jim Carrey? Jim Carrey. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. Have not seen that all the way through. All the way, so you watched part of it and not all of I it. I think so. Like you know how Freeform or ABC Family or whatever. Oh, you watched on TV. Like it would, it would have the thirty-one days of Christmas yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would catch bits and pieces scrolling yeah. through TV, but I don't think I ever sat and fully watched that. I can it. forgive. So, but I, I, I never like owned that movie or anything like that. Oh, I'll let you borrow to, it to see it, but. It's probably, I mean, on what Disney Plus. Disney probably. Plus, yeah, yeah. So I have it on Blu-ray though. That that movie, and I've all. I mean, we we grew up watching Mickey's Christmas Carol, and mm. uh, never really we never really watched Muppet Christmas Carol. I know that's a big one that a lot of people love, mm-hmm. but um, the 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 thing about the Jim Carrey one is that I was so impressed. The thing that get, made me like it. Was the fact that they they follow that the script to that movie follows the book to a T. Yeah. Like even in describing how the characters are moving. Um, um, but I, I, didn't they like put like this was like early time for like putting the dots to track your face yeah. motion. Yep. And I'm pretty sure like he did the facial yeah. features that you can see Jim Carrey in the face. Right. Of. Right. Yeah, well, it's from it's by Robert Zemeckis, who's the same guy who did Polar Express. Yeah, it's just that technology done a little better because everyone, you know, which Polar Express is 
a good movie. Oh yeah, I, I love really Polar good. I, it, hell, that's kind of like started its own little theme for some people. Like I know, like the schools watch it every year. Yeah. Um, they they like play it back in the theaters again, mm-hmm. and like there's a business that's based off of it now during mm-hmm. the winter, which is like the they do the train ride. Yeah. And I think there's one I think not too far from here that like it's supposed to be like you get your golden ticket or oh, whatever wow. and the guy's dressed up like yeah, it and conductor. He, walk, he walks down <laughs> and like clicks your ticket and then I I'm pretty sure it it's there's one like it's either like close or it's like in one of the big cities. Like, yeah. But but no, he the Christmas Carol. Yeah. That that's what made me like it was the fact that it followed the book so clearly because I it's really nice when movies follow yeah, the source material it's so nice TV shows all of that video games if you can follow a book to a T and you know you you could almost it almost be like someone's narrating the book yeah I think that's like a great thing to have for a movie or TV show or or whatever yeah but and it actually I actually give that movie credit for making me like the book more because I read the book in high school and I was like, you know, it's, it's kind of, I liked it, but it, it didn't resonate with me in any way. I read it for, I probably read it for AR points and mm-hmm. that was it. And, um, but I watched that and then I was like, I read online after watching it and I really liked it. And they, they were like, look at, have the book open as you're watching it. And I did that once and I was like, Oh my God. It is. I mean, obviously they added a little bit because if you made it one to one with the book, the, the movie would be like forty minutes long. Right. So like the whole there's like a whole scene where he gets chased by the ghost of Christmas or future or yep. Christmas yet to come, and he's like getting chased by this like shadow carriage with shadow horse. That's not in the book, obviously, but uh, it gave an appropriate action scene, which keeps the movie like interesting because it, the book is very. Straight. I don't want to say I don't forward and sort of dry. I I don't want to. Yeah, dry is the right word. I don't want to say preachy, yeah. but he he obviously wrote that with the goal of yeah. of of getting something across, and that is what made me love it. Because then I read the book, and now every year I watch the movie, which to me is like the perfect version of the book, mm-hmm. and that's why I I always say I don't I don't do it obviously, but that is a movie that I watch if I want to feel good. Yeah. At any point in the year, because it's it's not it's almost like it's not about Christmas. Yep. It's about the theme isn't Christmas; it's goodwill towards men. Yeah, and it just every Christmas Carol, a, a lot of other Christmas Carol movies and other adaptations of it, they they make it about Christmas, right? Whereas I, Christmas Carol is about like the being good, a better being person. a better person, right? Yeah. yeah. No, I see. I'm I'm thinking back to like the different adaptations. Like I know there was a Muppet one. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there was, I think, a Mickey Mouse one back in the yeah, day. Yeah, was the one. There was a live with. live action one with like Patrick Stewart, I think. Yes. Well. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then. See, Michael Caine was was the Scrooge in Muppet in the Muppet one. Okay. Patrick and, Stewart, and then there was one with George C. Scott, which yeah. was a little bit older. So, wild take, but the, there's an adaptation of it that isn't. It's it's does not follow the book at all. Yeah. But it takes that same uh, mentality, and I'm only gonna say this because I love the actor. You're talking about Scrooge. No, no, no. Oh no. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Matthew McConaughey's oh. uh, Ghosts of Girlfriends Past. It's, <laughs> oh my god! It's it's, it's such a, I'm I'm a big Matthew McConaughey fan. So as <laughs> as you can tell from yes. the Dazed and Confused uh, favorite movie yeah. that I said last time, but like the, in that movie, it pretty much follows the same thing of like mm-hmm. guy is a terrible person, but it's like relationship style. Yeah, it's not, it's not like. Oh, you're screwing people out of like their houses and money and stuff like that. But in that one, it's just like, oh yeah, I've, I've fucked a lot of girls <laughs> in my time, and then there was that one that got away. But of course, kind of thing. And uh, this is a good movie. Yeah. yeah, but but no, I I love how we were just talking about goodwill towards men, and then you <laughs> steered it in the direction of Matthew well, McConaughey. I, he's I'm just I'm just saying, you know, he. He he always plays like that guy that is a lot cooler than he's yeah. probably supposed to be. Yeah, but no, and now I, he just is cool. But 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 that whole idea of you know seeing your past, present, future, it's it definitely probably shakes. I mean that 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 book that movie mm-hmm. tells a great story. Yeah, because it. It's it's telling you, hey, it, and hell, it even goes back to like the whole, not to get religious kind of thing mm-hmm. here, but like be good to others as you would like to be treated, kind of kind of thing. And it's like, oh, I haven't been treating these people very kindly. And then you see like all this stuff that's happening because of it, and it's like, oh, I wouldn't want that to happen to me. Yeah, and it just gives you that like, maybe I should be better, kind of. Yeah. mentality and I think that those movies all of them kind of just follow that line that I should be better should do better yes and most of the time they're Christmas following the Christmas like oh, Merry Christmas you yeah know? <laughs> and then just screaming it at the top of your lungs yep. when when you wake up kind of thing and maybe it's just maybe the moral of that story is don't be an asshole. Yeah, it, to- and, it totally is. And don't be an asshole. Be better. Mm-hmm. And that is, I think, a good quality, a good quality thing to follow. You can't beat that as yeah. like the grounding for your and, and the thing. And I just learned this the other day. Um, when that book came out. Classics like that, you always hear when those when they first get published, they're always like a failure. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, uh, Picasso's paintings, everyone hated him until he died, that yeah, kind of thing. it's crazy how that happened. Yeah. That book w- was a an extreme success. Like, everyone in the world was reading it. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't make copies fast enough. And th- I just learned... Uh, a couple days ago because we were talking about it or me and my dad were talking about it and my dad really loves that story too and he said that he learned that when that book was published uh, that that year charitable donations increased by like I'm I'm misquoting because I don't remember the exact quote but it was like 20% I I believe that I mean I think the more Christmas movies that are like happy jolly uh, that come out every year, mm-hmm. I, I I would think that correlates a lot with charity in, yeah. in general. Uh, a, a lot of people just hell they 
they like they like having a break from work and they're like, oh well. I don't know if they think it's like a guilt thing that they're it's enjoying probably, enjoying yeah. their time <laughs> that they're like we have to give back to society. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's it's just weird how how that uh, some people get affected by this, especially the season. You know, of just yeah. of winter. You know. Well, it's when people it's, who it's, don't it's, have it, they suffer more. Right. It's. I, I, th- I think the big thing, if we didn't have Christmas in wintertime, it would be <laughs> such a depressing time. Yeah, it would. <laughs> I mean, you, you might as well just live, no offense to Antarcticans, but living in Antarctica or some frozen tundra all the time and not knowing if it's going to be like able to leave your house mm-hmm. type of weather. That's gotta suck. You gotta look at the bright things and uh, the, <laughs> the the pluses and, yeah. and all that, and just forget the negatives. Because if we didn't have Christmas during winter, I feel like it would suck. Now places like California, they probably wouldn't even care. Yeah, they, yeah. They'd probably not even know. Like, oh, we didn't have Christmas this yeah, year. Yeah, it's almost weird to think about Christmas yeah. in California. It's like, it's like, do you guys even put up yeah. Christmas trees? Like that is, we I, I honestly can't picture it. Like I'm, I'm trying to like do. I, I guess I've never been to California, so I can't, yeah. I can't state. But like, do you think they like decorate like the palm trees and and all that stuff that they have out there? Yeah, I don't, I don't, know. I, don't I don't, I don't know what they have. All <laughs> I know, I don't is know, that... in their futuristic time era <laughs> where <laughs> all of society. They don't have trees anymore. It's just lamp posts, and they're all cybernetic. I don't know. All I know is that you just insulted our incredibly large Antarctic demographic, Greg. And I, now our popu- our our listener base is destroyed because of what you just said. Well, I I know that Antarcticans really hate Hawaiians because it's like the exact opposite. So, so could our Hawaiian audience have just increased? Yeah. So. We'll 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 find a balance there. Okay, yeah. But I it, it's and, and the thing I love about Christmas Carol the movie as opposed to the book is the book does like I said it gets a little preachy because he he does include a very strict religious yep. theme in there. Yep. The movie kind of it doesn't avoid it. It just focuses less on it, mm-hmm. which not to get into an, an argument about religion, but like it's more universal if you don't include religion. Right. Because anyone from any religion can relate to an, a message that's religion neutral. Yep. And they still make a point in the movie of mentioning like the religion that the story is based off of. Yep. Which obviously has like a huge, a really, really deep and long relationship with charity. Mm-hmm. I mean, for all the bad things maybe that you think that religion has done, there's charity is intrinsically linked with religion, but and they talk about that in the movie. But like all of the things in the book that they're like hyper focused on religion, they kind of reworked or took out. Mm-hmm. So it's a way more universal message. And and he in the in the main movie book, I guess mm-hmm. he's like a banker, right? Yeah, he's like a he's a debtor. He's a he's a debt collector or yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. One of those two. Yeah. And basically, is just an asshole. I'm trying to remember from like my childhood. Yeah. And it's like because he really screws like I think it's his partner for one. Like he screws his partner in the banker debt collect collection, and 
That wasn't really a thing in the in the book and in this. I think it was one. in one of the movies. It was probably in one because it was yeah. like, I want to say it was like the Patrick Stewart one where like he just screwed over his Jacob Marley. Sure, <laughs> I don't know. I can't. Come on, you got to remember Jacob I, Marley though. I can't remember past yesterday sometimes. <laughs> so, but I, I I feel like it was like oh he like really screwed someone over, and. Then goes to bed that night and is just attacked by spirits. By spirits, <laughs> and it's not like to hurt him, but to like just make him remember his past yeah. and all the terrible things that he's done. And it once again, when was that book made? Like when was it written? Probably, I want to say probably mid eighteen hundreds. I think it was actually even. Earlier? Earlier than that, Earlier? Yeah. Um, fill, the, fill the dead air, Greg. Fill <laughs> dead air, editor, please. Um, play play some elevator music. But I, I, I feel like it was... 1843. 1843, so like yeah. right around mid-1800s. Yep. Um, very, that time... Era, I guess, is was very. Not to keep make this not making this a religious podcast, whatsoever, yeah. <laughs> but but uh, like that was probably a very religious time frame where, like, if you do good, good things will happen to you, kind yeah. of thing. And when that movie came out, book came out, people were probably like, oh. It's kind of like when you go and you tell your tell your sins, you confess, you know, you yeah. go to confession, and then they're like, "Oh, the, those were all bad things. You <laughs> need to do better. So here's your punishment of saying like ten hail marys yeah. or something like that." I, I, I feel like people are like, "Oh, I've done so many bad things this year." After after like reading those books and watching the movies, like, and that kind of coincides with. To make up for it, I feel like I need to donate money. Yeah. And that, that comes back to that whole charity thing. Which it does kind of give off the vibe that that not all people don't get me wrong, not all people that uh, donate are actually assholes. Yeah. Like there's a lot of good people out there that donate just because it's the goodness of their heart and they want their community to yeah. Flourish. Well, that's the that that's the thing about Christmas Carol, which I can kind of see where they're coming from. But a lot of people who criticize Christmas Carol, the story, mm-hmm. like book, movies, everything. Yep. Is that that every single one implies at the end that he's just doing it to save himself from eternal damnation, right? Because the at at the end of the Ghost of Christmas is yet to come, he's shown his own grave, mm. and this is what I love about the movie, is that they. They make that like almost like the icing on the cake. Before they get to his grave in the in this movie, they show him so much sadness that he he literally like, says it's so awesome. He he tells the ghost, "Show me someone who is affected by this death and he, this death that he knows deep down is his death, but it's not confirmed." And he's shown like these people that he's that are his clients that oh the oh and they're like they just got the news that he died yeah. and they're like rejoicing oh. and they like end it by saying like we shall sleep tonight with 
with light hearts. And he finally, like, spills over, Scrooge does. Yeah. And he says, like, show me some tenderness connected to death or this uh, or this room will, will forever haunt me because they're in his, like, death room. Yeah. And so the, the ghost does. But the last thing he's shown before he's shown his own grave, the thing that, the, this is the thing that really, pun intended, drives the nail into the coffin, is that he sh- that's when he's shown his worker, Bob Cratchit, that he's terribly abusing uh, because he's, he barely pays him and yeah. his family's struggling. He's shown his family grieving for the death of the youngest child in his family. Mm. And he gets real close to Cratchit's face as he's like walking up the stairs to... to, to Back then, when your child died, you just put their body upstairs in their bedroom, and <laughs> then that's just what you did. Well, and he goes up there and he looks into Bob Cratchit's face, and you know that's the moment when he's like, "I gotta change." Like I fucked up. I need to be better. And it's not. It's not so much that he feels responsible, even though he knows that he probably is, yeah. because they're struggling because he's not barely paying Bob Cratchit. Right. But he sees. I think that's when he finally like sees. Like I think that's a very human thing for like everyone to finally see an emotion on someone and then go, oh, that's what that is. Yeah. Because everyone kind of, I mean, and then there's the few unlucky people who have to figure it out the hard way by getting the actual emotion first. But yeah. everyone else, you watch that and you get that feeling. And he looks into Bob Cratchit's face and he sees, like, true despair for the first time. And that's when he's like, I don't want, not only do I not want to cause this anymore, I don't want to see this ever again, this amount of despair. And then after that, he's dragged away to, like, his grave and shown, like, that's where you're going. If you stay on the path. You keep doing it. This is what's going to happen. So I think that movie does what a lot of people criticize other Christmas carols, including the book, better. Because it's not that movie. In that movie's version of Scrooge, he's not redeemed at the end because he's like, well, I got to be good. Otherwise, I'm going to hell. He, like, truly realizes, like... I'm going to do everything in my power to make people happy mm-hmm. because I I want to be surrounded by happiness for the rest of my life. Which, and, in a weird turnaround uh, for this topic, is I think Christmas is just about spreading as much happiness as possible. Yeah, and you know, with that with that movie with that book towards the end. It, uh, and there's a reason that it's based around Christmas time for all of yeah. those movies. It's just like a lot of people quit. They they state the quit being a Scrooge, mm-hmm. and it's based off of that. Yeah, based off of that movie. So it's like it just depends on the way that you look at life, and if you're gonna be an asshole, uh, maybe it's time to change. And I think a lot of people. They look at that and then they think of Christmas and it's like, well, I'm going to be a better person. I'm going to be nicer. And then it coincides with like New Year's because it's like, <laughs> oh, I'm going to change. You know? Yeah. I'm going to be better. I'm going to do this this year. <laughs> new year, new me. <laughs> yeah. New year, new me. It's just going to be nonstop change for the rest of the year as, or for the next year. And, and then two weeks later, and you then fall two right weeks later, it. it's like, oh, <laughs> Christmas is over. We don't have to think that way anymore. <laughs> Which I I always think that if 
if we were to think that every all the time is like Christmas, mm-hmm. it would probably we would probably end a lot of problems in our lives. Like, oh, yeah, like there probably wouldn't be war if all the time was Christmas. Just probably not. No, yeah, you know, lots of people would just be like, let's be nice, let's yeah. be happy, let's let's spread cheer and joy and. Tis the season, but the season's all, all the time. All that, <laughs> all that, you know, stuff. But it's just the fact that oh, Christmas is like we said, January fifteenth, cut off, no more Christmas. Yep. Put all the decorations away. That's why I am telling everyone uh, that I can that we should all just have all year round decorations, so I don't have to take mine. <laughs> That's the real. That, that is the moral of this whole story. I think you're being a little transparent, Greg. Because I don't know. It's just a it, pain. It, it would be nice. Yeah, but all that the goodwill towards men all year round. That's a fun. That's fun. side effect. But yeah, I but really I just, really just don't want to take my decorations take down. Fucking decorations, yeah. Or just not put them up in general. But that. But then I, but then I'm a Scrooge, you know. Yeah. But. Well, I I've taken up enough of the time. Oh. So, uh, what's your favorite? So, animated. So I I agreed before the Grinch. Yep. Jim Carrey. Of course. Something Jim. Something with Jim Carrey. Just good, good actor too. I will mm-hmm. state. Yes. Um. Great movie. Uh. The claymation movies. Have always held a place in my heart because of the fact that I never see them other than Christmas time. Mm-hmm. There's been times where, like, I've seen someone playing the Grinch, and it's June. Like, yeah, oh yeah, the like, Christmas in July, thing. like the Christmas, like the Christmas in July that they play on yeah. TV now. It's like. I mean that's that that's great. It's a good movie, but I don't know if I want to watch it during this time. Whereas I know those claymation movies, I feel like I only ever see them in Christmas during Christmas time. And I could be wrong. They they could also play with those Christmas in July things, but I would say and I'm going to probably ruin what the actual name is, but there was a Jack Frost movie. Yeah. That was claymation. And I just remember there was this big, they called him like, it was like Russian based kind of because he was like a czar. Like he ran the, he ran the, uh, the town or whatever. And his name was like Koopa, Koopa Count or something like that. <laughs> and he had this fucking metal puppet. And he would like talk through the puppet. And the whole movie was basically like Jack Frost didn't want to be this all powerful, you know. He didn't want to be this all-powerful person that or being that can't be seen by people. Yeah. He wanted to if ba- he wanted to basically become a real boy, you know, <laughs> Pin- Pinocchio it and uh he got his wish for like the the winter or something like that huh. and like ended up I don't know if he found love. I, it's been it sounds it's super been a, familiar. It's been a while, but like I'm pretty sure it was literally called Jack Frost. Oh. And it was it claymation. Was, and it was claymation. Oh. And when he was a, I don't think he could. Could he not talk? I want to say like when he was, uh, Winter or Jack Frost. Mm-hmm. Like, 
he couldn't people couldn't hear him or see him and when he became a person like it was Man, I'm I'm blanking here. Well, but... I just looked up, and the first thing that popped up was the fucking Snowman Jack oh, Frost no. movie. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that, I guess that's a good movie too. But what was that movie? It was Jack like... Frost, a TV special. Jack Frost. Okay, yeah. So 1979 I... Christmas stop motion animated. It was by Rankin Bass, of course. Yeah, I think all of those claymation movies. Yeah. Are by him, but uh... I would say, for some reason, that one has, and it's and it's because of the dumbest reason, the accent that they give this metal puppet is by it by far <laughs> by far makes me laugh every time I hear it because he's like oh Koopa Cow like he's 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 just in this high pitched Koopa Kraus Koopa Kraus Koopa Kraus yeah Koopa Kraus I'm related to this motherfucker uh, yes <laughs> oh, that's really unfortunate uh, but no the ventriloquist some... dummy named Dommy yeah. Made of iron. Dobby. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and Koopa Kraus was literally like this czar. He had, he looked like a big old, like, <laughs> he had like this black beard. And he, it was, what he looks it like. was super, like, I don't know. It seemed Russian. He, a czar, is that, isn't that Russian? Yeah, a czar is Russian. Yeah. He, it's what he kind of, whenever I am picture, like, an olden czar from like the olden days. That's oh who, yeah, that's this who dude I is think of. this. Uh, well, I was about to say something that I think some people might find offensive. Well, I was gonna say this guy looks Cossack as fuck. Oh, he looks like a Cossack. That's an old timey word for like a person from like the kind of Balkan regions, I think. And gotcha. He's a. Uh, uh, yes, like it's very and that's weird because they they. They went the Russian r- route with that one, mm-hmm. but the what's the one? Once again, don't crucify me in the comments, people. I didn't really watch these as kids. I watched Rudolph, and that was like it. Yep. Whatever one is the one where he, it's like Santa Claus growing up into a man. Oh. The one with the heat miser and the cold miser. No. Great heat, music, the, by the way. The heat miser and the. Uh, Snow Miser or whatever. That was the year without a Santa Claus, I believe. Oh. You were thinking of the one where it's, he's like freaking out at like this wizard, the ice wizard. Yeah, the or ice whatever, wizard. Um, that gave his reindeer carrots that made them fly or something like yeah. that. What was that movie? Uh, God. Was it, just, it was it just... Was it just... Was it just thus? It wasn't thus Santa Claus. Like that's making me think of the Tim Allen movie. Yeah, but Santa Claus with an E. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I think that I feel like that would take too long for me to look up. Right. But that one, um, I'm sure everyone knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Because everyone's constantly writing those movies. Yeah. Uh, but that one, it went like with the German route. Because like yeah. the toy town and the and the guy like all the villains in that movie have like German accents and all yep. the good guys have American accents. Yep. Um, because that movie came out in the sixties, probably. <laughs> so yeah. we still had bad feelings just, towards the Germans. Just gotta feel bad. Yep. But uh, so that's interesting that they went a different direction and made it like a Russian base. I wonder if that movie. I'd have to watch it because I wonder if that movie has any like Russian Christmas shit in it. Mm. 
probably. I mean, I think the music seems kind of like... I don't know what you would consider Russian music, but for some reason in my head, I can I can hear it, but I, I can't reenact what yeah. it was. But Well, that, they called him, called him Kubla Kraus. Kraus is a German name. And it's even spelled in the German way, so I wonder I why think, they went Russian. I like, think it just looks like a dude that you would find out in like like a lumberjack that has been missing for a long long time <laughs> yeah and forgot to shave he's just a hairy dude and he's big and like like looks strong kind of yeah. thing but then like he had like a metal horse he had a metal horse metal puppet metal everything it was like it, i don't think he actually had any like human people living in his castle it was huh. they were all made of metal it was like and they were all like automatons. Yeah, like, they they going for like the good is nature, bad is industrialization. Well, is bad. Probably, probably. I mean, it's a very Tolkien out, outlook yeah. on things. I just remember like from that movie, the accent of the of the puppet, and then they had this whistle that Jack Frost would do, and it would make make it snow or make it really windy and snow. Mm-hmm. And it was like. Or something like that. <laughs> and it would just... All hell would break loose. Yeah. And, like, the wind is just super strong. And they were, like, trying to entrap the the dude in the castle. Like, <laughs> like we, the only way to make this place better is to kill this to guy. Kill this guy. Or make him not come out ever. Which, yeah. in a way, is killing him. But... Unfortunately, he's Russian. So yes. he's very hard to kill. Yes. Very Russian. We do not know. Even in stop motion, the Russians are hard to kill. Yes, yes. But no, I I would say Grinch Stole Christmas and that Dra- Jack Frost movie. Two top two Christmas times. But I just I do want to throw this out there because mm-hmm. I feel like people will hate me after I say it. The movie that I hate. Oh yes. I hate the most. Oh my god, Greg, are we about to become best friends? Is Elf. Yes! Yes! Thank you! I fucking hate Oh my Elf. god. And I don't know if it's because... Marry me, Greg. Oh, well, <laughs> so this is awkward. But I've been looking everywhere for someone who hates that movie as much as me. I don't think I can handle Will Ferrell... <laughs> Still trying to be a five-year-old, Greg. Like I'm pretty sure, like, like when when he did like old school and like those movies. Yeah, big fan. Step Brothers, still a big fan. But like He's starting to get into that. Character. But it was starting to get like I don't think I could watch a Will Ferrell movie now where he does those because it's like, dude, it's it's past your era. Like Adam Sandler, I don't think could go back and do like a Happy Gilmore too. No. Which, if he did, I'd watch it immediately. But you know, well, okay. I, I, I don't. I don't think it would work. Um, but I, I, uh, Greg, it is every scary. every year. Someone's like, "You want to watch Elf?" Like, <laughs> I'd, I'd rather take razor blades oh to my, my eyes. Greg, but, it's scary how much our interests I, align. I know. It's, I have been looking for so long for someone who hates that movie as much as I do. 
I can't stand that movie. And, and the thing is, is it's 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 nothing against because it's like Zoe Deschanel. Yeah. In it, she's I like her. She's she's a good actress. Yeah. Peter Dinklage is in Peter it. Peter Dinklage, great. great. Game of Thrones, awesome. You know? Yeah. Uh, even what was it? Mm, is that Michael? Is this the dad, the old man? Oh, that's not Michael. Did you say it before Kane? Michael Kane? Or, or am I thinking just completely differently? You mean uh, like his human dad, or yeah? Uh, uh, uh. uh, uh. Filled the air for five seconds because I almost had it up. I don't remember what exactly his name was. James Khan. James Khan was not or even Khan, close. however you say that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Was not even close. Of Godfather fame. Seems he seemed good too. It's just God, I could not handle Will Ferrell pretending to be a five year old, which is what I got from that entire movie. Was it's every movie he's in. I will like. I think his worst movie, and. This is kind of getting sidetracked, but I think his worst movie, I haven't seen it because I only saw like five seconds of it, is like kicking and screaming. It's like when he becomes like a soccer coach. Yeah. And I'm, I, I don't know, if some, like, he can't do movies unless it's like drunken college humor kind yeah. of shit. For me. Because then you can play off his acting like a child as in he's drunk. Right. But when you don't have alcohol involved, he's just an annoying he's man child. He's getting drunk off of fucking like maple syrup yeah. and shit. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, God. Uh, but. Well, I don't I, have to answer that question because mine is also Elf. Okay, I, I just, I wanted to get that off my chest because. We are going to get so much hate. For there's that. so many people out there that are like. Elf is a great movie. And yeah. I'm just, I'm, I don't care what you think. Yeah, I so. agree. Uh, we probably got time for one more. Um, let's do... You're going to read my mind and ask the question I'm thinking. No, you, I've, I've asked all the questions. If you've got one, ask me. Oh, all right. Uh, favorite Christmas song? Mm, Elvis. Oh, Yep. Christmas. That one. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, solid A to S tier for me. Yeah. I don't know if it's my favorite, but it's probably really close. I'm trying to think. What What's it competing with? Yeah. Oh, boy. It's because there's so many. And I guess this kind of piggybacks off of what we just said, where we were like, or what you said when you were like, I watch those the claymation holiday specials like mm -hmm. one time a year. Yep. Like, are you a Christmas music guy like November 1st? Or are you strictly, it can't start till the day after Thanksgiving? Or are you like a hardcore where you're like, I don't start till like January or December? <sighs> no. Like, so my, my take is once it snows, if it snows in November, I don't care if it's November 1st. If it snows on November 1st, you can listen to Christmas. Free rain? Free rain for yep. the rest of the Christmas season. That's a good metric. Otherwise, I'm a big, like, Black Friday, once that day comes, right after Thanksgiving. You can put up decorations. Heralds and, and you, the hordes of yes, consumerism. Like, and... like Michael Buble <laughs> comes out of his cave, <laughs> along with Mariah Carey. 
and their their pop charts just <laughs> soar through the sky for their views in those months. Honey, it's that time of year again. Oh God, there's a, there there is that. What is that Michael Bublé song that becomes super popular all the time during Christmas? Uh, I know the one you're thinking of. Oh shit! I just heard it on an ad like two yeah. days ago. But I mean that's that's also a good one. Um, so the Elvis, I'll have a, a Blue Christmas. Uh, that's that's a good one. Probably Solid. probably top three if I had to guess. Yeah. Um, number one, I do like, even though it's got some rapey vibes. Oh, uh, maybe, oh yeah. maybe it's cold outside. <laughs> uh, you can get canceled for liking that song. Yeah, though. I know, but like. <laughs> There's a Netflix movie that I think I watched with my mom a couple of years ago, and they like redo that whole <laughs> like song where it's like, I really can't stay. Well, there's the door. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> and it, it yeah. It is. He just, he keeps saying, like, yeah. say no more. Yep. Uh, and it's like purely consensual. <laughs> yeah. I've seen that. That's hilarious. I'm like, I'm like, that's a. That that's 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 fun. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's perfect. But uh, I I would say those two are good top tier songs, and maybe I'm just forgetting. But like I can't really think right now yeah. of a different song. What is yours? Well, mine is a boring answer. Oh. Because it's one that doesn't have words. Oh. It's just instrumental, and that is. And I guess I can turn people onto this. By uh, I recommend that you listen to. Uh, wow, it's just it's a piano song, so like okay. I, I can't the 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 title doesn't the, pop out like at me. The Nutcracker, the entire Nutcracker Suite, the oh. the, the forty minute long. Yes, <laughs> that's by Jim. Uh, uh, he's a a pianist. Censor okay. that word, whoever's editing this, because it can be misconstrued as an upper word. But it's a pianist named Jim Brickman. And it's his um, getting to his album where he plays. I just, that. I did just think of a, a probably my favorite song, and there's a reason for it. But hmm. what what is? It's called uh, "Rejoice, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel." You know that song? Yeah, yeah. He yeah. does a chillingly good rendition of it with like a violin and mm-hmm. a choir and his piano, and it's 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 amazing, utterly amazing. So. That is a good song. Mm-hmm. I I will. It, uh, it's all it's all instrument, right? Like yes. You said. Well, I mean the the choir sings right, right. The rejoice part. But. So, you, you saying that made me think of you know when I go to Christmas uh, mass. Yep. We used to do like the midnight mass like all the time, mm-hmm. and now it's not doesn't happen near as much. We usually go on the earlier times, but the midnight mass was always like the best. Singers, yes, because I would like. I was never like, I I, I would always sing along with with the hymns and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, man, in that in our church, which our church is phenomenal, it's big, the the ambiance, beautiful church, beautiful ambiance, acoustics, acoustics. That's the word I'm looking yeah. for. Uh, the acoustics in there is just out of this world when you have like 20 baritone voice dudes singing in the song that 
gives me chills to this day as well with 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 the uh the higher parts for the for the females mm-hmm. is um like fall on your knees oh one. yeah um uh, whatever that song is actually called uh but wow what is i i'm blank- it's christmas time I, greg and I'm, we're both I'm, I'm blanking but it's well, this is why we need a laptop connected to a, a yeah, computer I, I so we, or a TV. So I, I mean, I can sing the entire thing. It's like, when Christ was born. There you go. Fall on your knees Christmas song. Yeah. Oh, holy night. Oh, holy night. God. <laughs> Jesus. Are, send us back. We don't know. We don't know enough. But just for some reason, when I would go to sit there with my family, the church is, you know, just... The perfect ambiance, the lights yes. are dimmed down low. Yep. I think it's only candles most of the mm-hmm. time. Everything's sort of dimmed. And it should also they, be noted that this church has like one of the biggest organs oh, in yeah. like it's gotta be it's, the state. Though I would I would say probably one of the best and biggest organs. In, it looks in Ohio. like it's ripped straight out of like sixteenth century Germany. Like the Beauty and the Beast movie. Yeah, that organ that's in that movie, I'm pretty sure is in our church. It's in our church right <laughs> like, now. Like he, Beast may have been playing on that back in the good old days <laughs> when he was hanging out with his gargoyle friends. Yep, but that's Hunchback. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you same thing. Same Di- thing. Disney. All they're all friends. Pretty much. But I still get chills when I'm in that when I'm there and I hear that song. Get get played because it's just the fall. Yeah, they and it's that. just oh my god! It's like melting. You my, see God. It's like <laughs> melting my skin and like I'm like for some reason raising up in the air. Yeah, it's, you're ascending to heaven. It for some reason when that song gets sang in that church, in that church specifically that church because I've I've been to other churches on Christmas. It's not the same. Nope, doesn't have the same acoustics. Doesn't sound as phenomenal. And oh man, I I hear that song and I go. That's probably number one. Number one. Number one song. Yeah. Well, that rendition of that song. Just yeah, yeah. Like I I don't even like the original. Yeah. Like, whoever came up with uh, Holy Night, like pr- I probably hate it, but <laughs> but that version sang by the Kaleida yeah. Choir, uh, church choir is. At the midnight mass, specifically, yeah, top tier. I was gonna say you were you were going top three, mm-hmm. and all all three of my top threes are all because it's that specific rendition. Oh yeah, I do like the song "Rejoice, O, o Come, O Come." Yep, that's a, a great song, but it's that specific recording of it is amazing. Yep, and my second favorite Christmas song is a uh, rendition of "What Child Is This." Man, this really is becoming a religious this podcast. Is, this is a religious podcast. <laughs> it's just what happens when Christmas is around. But it was it's What Child Is This? And it's uh, by Andrea Bocelli. Yep. He's the Italian opera singer. Okay. And uh, Mary J. Blige, who is... Wild take. Yeah, okay. They, those that listen to it tonight, dude. Yeah. It, it will give you chills. Like the, the runs she does while mm-hmm. he's just doing his op- operatic best yep. is... Great, amazing, and then number three, which of course is like a letdown, is Jingle Bells. But it's the one, it's the it's the Michael Bublé version, mm. the one that he has. He does a version of Jingle Bells with like 
a trio of sister singers that are singing like the 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 women vocal groups yep. of like the forties and fifties and sixties. Yep. Um, really, really good take. Mm. And I'm not a I not a huge fan of Jingle Bells song, but that For one some he reason, like that rendition. He hits. He goes buble on it, and he hits a couple runs where he hits like those like those high notes, but it's not like squeaky high. It's just like you know punchy jazz singer. I I've heard some. Good and bad things about him in general, Michael Bublé. Really? Yeah, like uh, I had a lot of guys that, a lot of buddies that worked at uh, the shot. Oh in, yeah, in Columbus. Yeah, and they always tell me like horror stories about when he got on like stage to like warm up and stuff when no one was there, like to test out the acoustics. And oh stuff how? Like oh, oh, hold on. You mean bad? Like singer bad? No, no. Like he, he just says, "Well, this fucking sucks." Oh, like that's disappointing. Which, for a guy that's main thing is based around Christmas time, I, I and if if he says otherwise, that's fine. But I don't really know a crazy amount other than like a beautiful day. That's like the only song that. And um, well, just, he was just famous. Haven't, be- just haven't met you yet. He was he was famous before before he got real poppy. Right. He was famous for like singing jazz and crooning songs like mm. Bing Crosby and shit. So like, and he was—he's known. That's that's why it sucks, because he's known for having that like, kind of light, and family friendly persona. Yeah. Or his, in his live performances, he's very very charismatic. And he could be just—he could have just been like that, like jokingly said, "Oh, this sucks." Like yeah. him singing, like he's sucking that day, and he's just hard on himself. Yeah. But that's not the take that I got. So I guess, hmm. but. That and thinking of him made me think of Josh Groban, which that song is also phenomenal. Uh, which one? Hallelujah. Oh, he does a hall. He does a Josh rend- Josh Groban rendition of Hallelujah. Isn't it like? I'm pretty sure he does that. Am I? Am I? Am I insane? Probably not. I mean, I'm probably at least a little crazy. Uh. Hallelujah, the first Noel, Oh Holy Night, Hallelujah by Josh Groban. I'm pretty sure is. I mean, he's look. He he looks like such a soft boy. You were <laughs> your brother's wedding. That's wasn't that the song that came on? Because they said this one's for Greg Foppy, and I was in, I was in I was in the bathroom. <laughs> And I'm like, like, what the hell? I didn't request a song. (laughs) And they're like, you said we have to play the song at the wedding. And I was like, oh, God, that's right. And then we all freaking sang it. I don't know if that's... Oh, you mean the reception? Yeah, sorry. Um, uh, God, I don't remember what it was. I thought it was Hallelujah, but maybe I'm insane, which I probably am. It's another Josh Groban song that's... He's all very... You know, religious as well. Yeah. So, but I want to clarify real quick and say I love Josh Groban. I called him a soft. Uh, that soft boy comment earlier was a term of endearment. Yeah, he's he's very very good. Yes, but like also very religious. Yeah, in, in my opinion, um, not he's a, got not some, a religious not a religious podcast. But I think I he's think got it's some hard really to, good non Christmas stuff. It's hard to not talk about religion with Christmas because yeah. it's. Supposed to be based off of 
Christ being born. Yeah. I guess for people for people who don't know or are not our friends who are listening to this, like we were both raised like Roman Catholic. Yeah. And we come from a town where religion is pretty important and uh I mean obviously like we said, like our, our church, church our church is super old yeah. and like probably one of the most beautiful churches in I'm I'm gonna say America. The United States, it's it's probably top ten. Yes, I would say, it, and, and it's so weird because we have such a small town. Yeah, and it's a it's a wild take, but a lot of people would probably agree if they go to it. It's it's you know it's not it's not the Notre Dame. It's no, it's it's not that level of wild. But I yeah. mean, it is. America's not famous for its old and religiously, yeah, because it's a it's a land of religious yeah. fulfillment. So, but it and is absolutely breathtaking, and I've heard is. people who who don't like religion say, like that that that's a pretty building, man. Yeah, it's it's amazing that things been here since. I don't even know the 1800s. I would think. Yeah, they got a picture of it down in the late, basement. It's like either late 1800s or I don't know when it was. Yeah. But man, it it's it's crazy how f- far it's come from the original pictures, and it just constantly gets yeah. updated. And it gets updated, but it also it it never loses the feel of an old church. Yeah, it's not like those the modern churches where there's cry rooms and oh yeah, but stuff like that. But I mean. It's still modern enough to have, you know, the speaker systems and stuff in there. But yeah. great, great church. Mm-hmm. And it's and the I, I will state that I'm I we well, like you said, born, raised, you know, Roman Catholic. Mm-hmm. But I have kind of fallen off the bandwagon a little bit there. I haven't probably been to church in a minute. But Yeah, me too. Uh but it's not like not that I don't want to go, it's just it's either I don't wake up in time or... Well, we. I mean, if we're being honest, that would... Uh, and I'm not trying to push anything, but that would probably be a pretty interesting podcast by itself. Just yeah. like... Because yeah, I, yeah. I've definitely drifted away from... I've, I've drifted away from organized religion. Yep. I think I, I... Like I said, I could fill a whole two-hour podcast with... We, we'll probably get into religion at some point yeah. where we'll go into the deep end. I mean... Honestly, we've we've sat and talked about some crazy stuff, not recording, but yeah. like I know we've talked conspiracies and we've talked yeah. we've talked all sorts of different stuff. Like, yeah, that that'll be a fun podcast. That, too. That'll, that'll be a fun thing. So, I guess for for those you know listening, uh, there's yes, we are probably mostly going to talk video games, TV shows, movies, and random banter yeah. just between us two, but. We'll probably also get into a lot of deep thinking, uh, yeah, as well, when it comes to just about everything. Like, like wild take. This was just in the news. I think mm-hmm. I, this once again, internet can't trust everything you see. Yeah, uh, apparently JFK, CIA killed him. Oh yeah, I've heard that. Uh, yeah. Like they released more documents from the CIA, and apparently Lee Harvey Oswald had connections to the CIA. Are you serious? So that's just a wild take. 
But yeah. uh, that, that, I, I saw that you know on Twitter. So trust trust what trust what yeah, you believe, well. and it's it's you can't trust everything. I understand that, and but I'm also the kind of guy that. I hear both sides of the story, and then yeah. I make my own judgment. It's not like I hear one person's take. So I, I mean, we'll we'll probably get into conspiracies. We'll get into yeah, some religious religious talk. Some I definitely want to have a lot, a, a very large amount of episodes where we talk like philosophical stuff too. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm game for that. Yeah. We'll we'll probably have to uh, talk about all sorts of different topics that. Some of you guys might be into, and you might just have to say, this one's not for me. Yeah. And we'll, just we'll, remember, we'll still love you, uh, even though no one seems to be sponsoring us, which is really <laughs> sucky, but hopefully well, that changes. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll swap it out. We'll, we'll do a podcast on, like, the Bhagavad Gita, and we talk about the the Hinduism you, and the... You just made some words up. And I don't the deep... Think, I don't think that soul was connections of our mind, and then the next episode we'll do it on Fart Muncher Four, the PS4 yes, game, and yes. then we'll talk about our deep our deep ties into our are upbringing we, religion. Are we going to be that podcast that one podcast is about this, and then we just one idiot and Absolutely. talk about something completely different? Yeah, I'm all in. But. That's the thing. It's if we get a large enough catalog, people can literally you just. Look through the list, and you're like, "Oh, that's a cool topic." Yeah, we, uh, we, we well, we list. we talked about Christmas today. Just uh, wait for next episode where we talk about the Holocaust. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, think I, I think I think I just killed Evan, who was taking <laughs> taking a drink as I said that. So I just about painted your living room. Oh God. <laughs> because of the murder. Because of the murder. Yeah. Yeah. But um, no. I think that was that was a good talk. We're we're getting similar two hour time frames. Um, I mean, we might. It's up to. I guess you can cut this out if you want, but we can always look into like making it so there's usually two parts to every episode. I think we. I think we probably will go the two part way just yeah. because some people can break away and come back. But we're gonna have to like keep an eye on the timer then, and then like. Put it in the episode where, like, where we can. Oh, this is part. Well, end of part one, start of part two. I think we always have a good cutaway point. Yeah. In between topics, that we could probably make it work. We'd love to fill that break with, like, I don't know, like a, ads. S- a sponsor, sponsor, <laughs> sponsored ads from <laughs> all of our favorite uh, video games, and I don't know. This podcast on the Holocaust is brought, brought to, you to you by, by... Arby's. <laughs> oh. We have the meats. Oh, God. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, we want to be funny. We want to get deep. And sometimes we want to be funny and deep. And sometimes we just want to talk about Christmas and the Holocaust. So, Because <laughs> uh, those two go hand in hand. Because those two <laughs> hand in hand uh, all the time. No, no one tells a better story than, yeah. than Hitler at Christmas. But <laughs> it was... Snow. It snows during Christmas, True. and it snowed ashes oh, after Kristallnacht. God, we are taking this <laughs> so much darker. That's another. That, that, that is another thing everyone needs to realize. All of our humor, while dark, yes, is we're, we're, we don't mean it's things jokes. that we say. We just we just say it because we find it funny. Yeah. Not that we want it to happen or 
think that it's funny that it happened, but we think what we're saying is funny, even though we might not understand what it is that we are yeah. saying. The worst thing that could happen is that you just don't laugh at a joke. Yeah, I mean, jokes, so. I mean, hopefully what you get out of these podcasts is that me and Evan are just two guys, a little nerdy, live next to each other. Little. Little nerdy. Excessively nerdy. nerdy. <laughs> uh, and... We are, you know, just talking about shit, talking about all the stuff that maybe we like or others like, and they're they're on and they're forth and all forward. And I'm just saying more words now. I think so. it, it's. I think if it's, I think as long as we're interesting, we're good. So. Right. So. Thank you for joining us for. Uh, I guess if I guess if we're splitting up the episodes and this we don't is technically know, episode we don't three. know if this is episode two, three, <laughs> seventeen, or twenty-four. We might make wait and post this next year, Christmas. We'll just you know we'll release all the videos at the same time. <laughs> that way, when you sit there at your desk job and you want something to keep you from falling asleep, you can snicker and laugh yeah. at us. Or if you want to fall asleep to people talking. We are also sometimes good for that as well. All right. But thanks for joining us. Uh, Until next time, uh, I guess this is Next Door Nerds. This is is where the the end theme song comes in. Yeah, the the song comes in and then we just start talking about that monkey again. Yeah. And how so anyway, I pulled his intestines out through his asshole, yeah, and okay. I, I threw it across the room, and I hit this lady in the face. It's a wild take. Is she okay? No. Oh, God, that's terrible. <laughs>